0: Hello, everyone. My name is Jared Altick, and I'm a chaplain with the police department. The Hey Chaplain podcast brings you stories and wisdom about life and law enforcement, giving support and encouragement to those who wear the badge. One of our Hey Chaplain listeners is a pastor in a nearby town just down the road from me who was invited to become involved as a chaplain in his local police department. His name is Jeremiah Holcomb, and he contacted me when he was setting up his very first ride-along and I asked him if he could tell me about it afterward. Today, Jeremiah tells us how he was able to apply his experience in ministering to people to this new experience of being in the front seat of a police car. Ride-alongs are really about building the relationship between the chaplain and the officers of the department and are a crucial way for chaplains to genuinely experience their world. It helps us understand cops and the work that they do in our communities and it helps build rapport and trust. Here's Jeremiah Holcomb. Welcome, Jeremiah. How are you today?
1: I'm really well, Jared. Thanks for having me on your podcast. I sure. appreciate all you do for uh, the, the blue and uh, even encouraging young guys like me jumping in this with you.
0: <laughs> well, I'm, I'm pretty excited to chat with you. you. You are in the early stages of being a chaplain. Can you tell me, how did you get into chaplaincy?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, in my last ministry, most previous ministry, I did a volunteer rotation as a chaplain at a uh, hospital. Mm-hmm. And so, about every pastor in that small community um, took a turn. And so, but that it was a pretty limited thing. Sure. And uh, so, that included some emergency room calls and things. But again, it was very limited. And it wasn't, uh, didn't it feel as specialized as being a chaplain for a police department? And, I presume um,
0: you probably had interactions with patients and patients' families. Did you get very much in the hospital setting, very
1: much with the doctors or nurses? Uh, I really didn't. It was yeah. a. Yeah, that a, happens. And yeah, and and I don't think it was set up that way. They they right. really wanted us to do to make a round to uh, introduce ourselves to the okay. patients at the hospital, and and so I mean that that was kind of the interaction level. Mm-hmm. And then when we had the the emergency on calls, I was fortunate. My first ministry was in the same county as my third ministry, okay. um, my most previous one, and so I knew the, the sheriff, the um of the department there, and so. You know, I think of a couple of automobile accidents that had fatalities and other things. So there was some relationship there, but it was prior to chaplaincy, even um, just working in the community. So.
0: So you were telling me you had done a funeral or something, you were approached.
1: About. Yeah, so so when we speak yeah. of Eudora in specific, so I'm, I've been asked recently to, to be the chaplain of the Eudora Police Department. And the reason for that ask is I did a couple funerals for one of the SROs in our community and how I handled that family. He went to the chief when they... Have had a recent opening here for the Chaplaincy. Yeah. And threw my name in the ring, and the chief approached me at the second funeral that I did for that family. Yeah. And uh, it was there that I was uh, invited in. And so that's kind of where it started was just, yeah, serving an officer outside of. The, the realm of, of chaplaincy, but just being a good shepherd in the community. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, that's awesome. I mean, really, it's, it's uh, to give people some context, Eudora is a relatively small town. I mean, how many people are in Eudora Yeah, it's, now?
1: it's certainly a bedroom community. It's one that's grown a lot and c- is continuing to grow. It's doubled in the last 30 years um, with more growth. So right now, it's just under 7,000. Okay. And, and very eastern, northeastern Douglas County. And okay. so there's only four towns in Douglas County. County, but
0: so kind of nestled in between Lawrence, Kansas, and the Kansas City metro.
1: Absolutely, we're okay. about we're about twenty miles ish uh, west of of Kansas City proper, if you will.
0: Fantastic, fantastic. So the police department there, relatively small department, probably less than twenty.
1: Officers probably for sure. Okay, yep, very much yeah. less than twenty. And uh, when I did my ride along uh, last week, the sergeant was pleased. In his six and a half years there, they've grown by two officers. Oh, so hey, hey. that hey. that's been a big deal. Like for, for him, I mean that that's was fantastic. that was a meaningful yeah. thing. But yeah. uh, still not a, a big department from certainly what you would be experiencing here yeah. in the Kansas City, Kansas yeah. area. Well,
0: I came I came from a really small town. I, I'm sure we didn't have two or three officers. You're in a neat experience there. You're in a neat situation where you have a, a small town small group of officers you can get to know everybody in the department uh, top to bottom including support staff and everybody else that's a it's a neat opportunity
1: for you yeah, absolutely and I'm excited to be asked you know it's always fun to be wanted and something it's, like that yes. so you don't you feel less like an intruder so to speak and I, I feel invited in and so far been highly received by everybody that I've met and worked with to Fantastic. that end.
0: Fantastic. So, tell me about your first ride along.
1: Yeah. So, uh, I was told that I can do ride alongs, uh-huh. and um, okay. and to just let the chief know. And so, I let him know. I asked him if he had any goals of number of ride alongs a month. He said no, and I said, "Well, I'm going to put a goal out there of one a month." Um, and he says, "Okay, if that's what you want." So I he just says, "Let me know when." And sp- he, I mean, I could literally let him know exact minutes, I guess. Yeah. Um. Of course, if we're in a call, then, um, and so I went a half hour longer than what I'd originally told him on the, on my right along last week. But I just sent the chief a text and said, I'm thinking next Thursday at, at this time. Um, but my time is flexible. I don't know when shift changes are or that. And he right. says, no, you right. tell me the time. And so I said, all right, we'll settle in on this time. And he says, I'll have an officer ready. And that was it. Right. So it was earlier that day. I was like, can I at least get the name of the officer that yeah. I'm, I'm riding with? <laughs> yeah. And he goes, yeah, you're looking for uh, for this officer he will yeah. be there. And so that great experience. Uh, and and um, again, totally receptive. And I even asked the the sergeant that I rode with last Thursday if they'd had a lot of ride-alongs with previous chaplains, and they hadn't. So I, I think this is new for the officers, sure. too, and, sure. and for me. So I'm not going to over... Uh, you know, I'm not going to do a lot, but again, goal of one a month to, especially to get to know the staff and uh, let them know that I'm a servant in the community they can trust and use. Was it
0: the first time in the front seat of a patrol patrol car? Yeah,
1: but well, I I think there was one time as a kid, and I, I might have been in the back seat. <laughs> we we had locked our keys out of. Uh, um, inside our car, right. and it was a cold night. I can't remember if it was a parade or something that that my family was at, and so the officer was kind enough to take my family and I think my dad rode in the front seat and I sat in the back seat then so uh, that that was my only other time in a in a police car. so yeah, yeah. this is well, I
0: bet there's plenty of chaplains who've been in the back seat of a police car yeah but uh, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, but right in shotgun and right it's so, a so new experience there. What were your first impressions?
1: Yeah. First impressions were, again, thankful for the receptivity. And, you know, the officer was very professional, very uh, proper to, to work with. He was very open to, to ask me to ask questions. Yeah. And he... I didn't have to ask all the questions because he was very informative and just wanting to show me the town and their limits and what they do. Even the the funny small things as far as what on and off ramps they patrol and don't patrol. Oh, sure, um, sure. Just the little nuances because of where they are as a city versus the county and all those things. So it was neat. He... It's cool to see his passion for the community. Yeah. And, um, well, and to look at the town through his eyes.
0: Absolutely. That's a, that's an interesting point of view,
1: too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, all all of those things. Very good, you know. And I I had sent you a message prior to that um, yes. <laughs> because I I know of your work. I knew of your podcast here. I listened to a few episodes and knew that I could get some stuff and and was very appreciative of that too. Because uh, and I had reached out to a professor at Manhattan Christian College. I can't remember where you went to school, Jared. But that uh, was Ozark. Yeah, yeah, Greg Delort uh, started a program at Manhattan Christian College. Um, that in the undergraduate level gets chaplaincy certification. Oh, um, and so it's yeah. the only one nationwide that we know of. And so, oh, that's good. I went to him as a resource, and he shared a book with me that that I should get. But again, this was a basically like a chaplaincy Bible book, for, right? Uh, you know, and I'm I'm like, <laughs> oh my goodness, I. I got way more information than I needed. It was certainly appreciative, but I've, now I've got a resource that I will keep on my shelf and, and refer to quite a bit, I'm sure. But more than anything, my 20 years of ministry experience and yeah. uh, my passion to serve, I think, um, makes it a viable opportunity that I can be a good resource to our community. You know, your encouragement, man, one of the first things I told the officer is you're in charge, right? I mean, if you ask me to go, I'll go. You want me to stay, I'll stay. Yeah. And was able to speak in to, hey, if there is a domestic, if there is a stop at a house where you need to go to the house, and we didn't have any of those, but I would be happy to go and stand at the corner and and be set of eyes for you, a couple sides of the building. You know, those little things, again, you speak your support, and so again, if the if things you might say to a young aspiring chaplain. These would be just words of encouragement that could help them. And, you know, for, for those, if, if you're aspiring, man, reach out to Jared, he could just probably copy and paste <laughs> his thread that he sent to me. But, uh, you, you know, You
0: made the mistake of asking, do you have any tips for how to do a ride along? And I, what well, I send you, probably a
1: dozen messages I, I, in a row. <laughs> I think, I think I got a small book, um, yeah, one. So, so Jared, you, Jared, he's got his book. It's just in Facebook messaging yeah. format right now, but, uh, <laughs> He's got a good book start on this.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of different people who do ride-alongs with police departments. People in the media, politicians, people who are interested in law enforcement as a career, and they're going to do a ride-along, just kind of kind of see what it's like, get a taste for it. There's all kinds of, of different people who might ride in that scene uh, with an officer. And and some of them are just there to experience the thrill of law enforcement. They're hoping that there's some exciting thing that happens. And I've had several officers who've apologized for having a boring shift. You know, <laughs> sorry, it's a bunch of bunch of your know, routine, mundane work, and uh, and they apologize there wasn't something exciting. I don't know if they were hoping to get me a shooting or <laughs> or a car chase or whatever, which probably wouldn't be allowed to participate in anyway. But you know, there there's people who just want the thrill. There's people who want to learn about law enforcement. And I would hope maybe the politicians and the media are falling into that category where where they're wanting to be educated about what d- is it like for an officer to to patrol. Absolutely. But beyond that, then, because chaplains have to do that too. We have right. to learn. There's yes. all kinds of things we just don't know about policies and procedures and, and methods and that kind of thing. But beyond that, then you also have the need to provide support for the law enforcement mission, and having a chaplain on scene, I think is very helpful in a lot of ways. Where we can provide an extra set of eyes, we definitely approach uh, citizens and victims of crime from a different point of view. We have different responsibilities, you know, and officers, you know, trying to secure the scene and do all that kind of thing, and 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 we can interact in a different kind of way. And I hope a very helpful way. But you're right along. You were certainly learning. You're in yes. the learning mode, uh-huh. right? Tell me about that. Did you have any any questions you got surprise answers to or anything like that?
1: Yeah, I don't know that I got any surprise answers. And it was a, you know, I guess in your terminology would be mostly a boring uh, a shift as far as, you know, mostly patrol stops. And, yeah. uh, you know, there was one person that we was called on for having a bonfire in the city limits, and it was, you know, there was a burn ban, and it was about to rain, and it was this funny thing, and uh, I certainly wouldn't have called it a bonfire, but there was smoke, <laughs> you know. I mean, so it was a boring shift as far yeah. as that goes, but mostly the opportunity to a know how the department operates, right? How yes. how many officers are on duty at a time, and and just that nature, but also get to get to look in to the lens of, you know, this particular officer who is a sergeant. So for him and just getting to think about and see his family life, um, you know, his wife called during our, our time together and um, had to bring him dinner and <laughs> and just different things like that that you at least get to look in the lens of, but there's certainly challenges. And so how can I serve that officer and the department in general?
0: Yeah. Now that you've done a, a ride along, um, what will you do different next time? What's, uh, what's your first you know, plan of action or, or what's the first thing you want to get done or ask or do?
1: Yeah, I mean, I just want to when I do the next one, I want to make sure it's with a new officer too, right? I, I think that's priority for me. But some of the questions are going to be the same for for those officers too, right? It's uh, I want to I want to know that officer's lens and view. Yes. And different roles on the department. Like I was really pleased with when I asked the officer, "What's your favorite thing about the?" You know, it kind of goes into the last question you asked. But what's what's your favorite thing about being a police officer in in Eudora? p d and he'd been there for quite some time, i want to say seven or eight years and um, where he grew to the sergeant role that he had and one of his roles and the neat things is his uh, desire and ability to train new officers hmm. and so you know for me that that rings a bell, right I mean I, I like people that are going to pass the torch and and leave the yeah. legacy of their print on their vocation and um, that can see the legacy of what of what it is to bring others along and so I think that would probably not be the same answer for a new officer, but I will ask that question again, just again, just being a curious learner, which is something that you encouraged me you know that's just it. I I, I want to learn something new. And so I don't always know the questions that I'm going to ask each officer. I think it'll depend on their experience and yeah. um, what they're in it for.
0: Well, in, in your size of department, you're going to have uh, young police officers who come on and they learn the job. And then a percentage of those are going to lateral transfer over to a larger department. Uh, there's more opportunity or whatever. Maybe there wasn't an opening when uh, they got hired at, at your department, but but they're waiting to go somewhere else. And so this small department is kind of a, a stepping stone for yeah. them. Uh, and in a good way. In a good way. But it gives that sergeant you were talking about an opportunity to train and to influence these guys, these men and women, before they go off to that big Department and maybe kind of get lost in the shuffle a little bit, and so so it's a neat opportunity for you also to have exposure to them and to to build rapport and and do good ministry and and you know really support them and start them off on the right foot.
1: Yeah, I feel that way, right? I mean, it's like any opportunity we have to be God's presence with anybody, and so. You know my hope is for more receptivity you know when they get called on like any anything officers can get numb to their work right you you come up to an automobile accident and you've worked them again and again and again, and you've seen death and you're numb to it because you don't know them, but someday you you roll up to that accident and it's your cousin or it's your your child or it's your spouse or it's somebody you know it's your friend or your buddy, and you work that a little different maybe you need yeah. a little more debriefing with a and so i just hope for receptivity to plant that seed if i can do it well then then uh, it's also going to prepare them for for utilizing that resource even if it's not me sure it, it might be a chaplain under another name in yeah. in their next department or whatever but yeah that's anybody and everything i i want that i want to create that space where if it's not me i've at least hopefully seasoned uh the steak so to speak so when it's time to eat they it tastes better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I'm always disappointed when I run into somebody to a police officer who says, you know, I don't even think my last department had a chaplain, which they might not have. Right. But it's also possible they had a chaplain they just never got to know them, never yeah. met them, never saw them at, at roll calls or ride-alongs or anything. And uh, I'm glad that you're doing this because that is setting a tone for officers who go off to other departments. They're going to be like, okay, where's the chaplain? And uh, having chaplains have higher expectations of them is probably a good thing. Yeah, yeah. And so, absolutely. Any other surprises, maybe something, you know, car, equipment, or procedure that you thought it would go a certain way and you were surprised that, uh, oh, no, not in this type of department or not under this particular set of policies and procedures?
1: I I think I – The biggest chuckle to myself was we got to ride in the nicest car um, (laughs) that that the department has. And so I don't know if that was because of the ride along or because uh, of the rank of the officer I was with. But I found it fascinating that all of the other patrol cars have computers in them. Okay. And so this one didn't, so we had to call dispatch for all of our pullovers because he couldn't input the information himself. Oh, so we needed dispatch sure. to input everything for us. So that was fun to even see that procedure. I mean fun, I don't know if that's the right word, but uh,
0: Well it's interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting.
1: Yeah. What do you do when, when you
0: have a certain set of equipment or you don't have a certain set of equipment and you know, how do the officers adjust on the fly and change when they move from one car to the other and yeah that I, I find that fascinating yeah, yeah it's
1: it's uh it's neat and i but you also think of the the layers that um are responsible and that are on i was really pleased with the dispatchers and uh you know very aware very clear very sharp um very consistent with every call we we did several um patrol stops and uh and wrote zero tickets, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know I don't know inflation or just yeah. just an opportunity to inform the uh, the public is what the officer yeah. the language that he used. But, it showed uh, some grace. That's yeah. right. But uh, and and I, I teased him. By the end of the night, I said uh, um, I said you know is this because he had the chaplain with you? Right? These guys are lucky that the chaplain's with you tonight. So he was fun to tease with, even, and we yeah. had a, a good experience.
0: Fantastic. Fantastic. All right. So if you are encouraging other chaplains who maybe haven't done a ride along in a really long time or just not recently because of COVID or other reasons, what is your best elevator pitch for, you know, why should a chaplain do a ride along?
1: Right. Well, I hope that everybody that accepts this responsibility as a volunteer has the value of shepherding their community. Mm. and uh and part of that is shepherding your your servants yeah. and uh these are men and women that have sworn to protect and serve and man they get a lot of under appreciation they get a lot of critical uh, verbal abuse from our culture and a lot of our communities in specific because The policemen and women are called not because people are having their best day, but because they're probably having one of their worst days and worst moments. And so in their worst moments, their life is being uncovered. And these are the men and women holding them to account. And so for us to get to go in and serve them, I think that just resharpen that. Don't, Don't lose your why. For me, that is my purpose. I want to serve my community. I want to serve these men and women. And, um, I, I, want to be a resource to them because th- they're going to carry that home. And if that affects their marriage and I can speak into that, I want to, yeah. if, if that's going to affect the way they interact with people, uh, you know, I, I was surprised at the officer I rode with how, you know, he communicated a disdain for wanting to go to certain places, sure. uh, in, sure. in a neighboring community, um, that, that are very much public spaces, um, because of the burnout of people and um you know so i i was appreciative of the openness of how this has hardened them i guess as Mm -hmm. an individual and so to hopefully be able to to affirm that and to to minister to them and to recognize that yeah i mean this is dealing with people's the best and worst part of life and so yeah again never lose your why yeah When I was told by the chief that this was an opportunity, to me it wasn't a matter of if, it was a matter of when. Yeah. And I'm certainly going to take advantage of of that. I'm not going to, like I said, overdo it. My goal is one ride-along a month as I get to know the officers in our small department. And and it was a a two-and-a-half-hour ride-along, so it wasn't... uh, a huge investment of my life, sure, um, so to speak,
0: but, but you intend to keep coming back. Yes,, yeah.
1: and for that officer, I will see him again in our community, and now I know him by name. I didn't yeah. you know I recognized his face before, but now there's a connection, so that that excites me and I'm encouraged.
0: yeah, and I, I would also give a word, maybe especially in smaller communities, that a lot of times in ministry, you could be really lonely. And there's not a lot of people who understand the dynamics of being a pastor in a church and serving people, even people who sometimes don't want your help and and aren't willing to follow your advice, (laughs) that kind of frustration. The Venn diagram between a church minister and a police officer overlaps significantly. Indeed. You know, everybody starts acting awkward and like they're guilty when you're around. Uh, You know, people don't want the pastor or the Cop showing up to their party, there's just a lot of a lot of things like that that we share in common. Even though it is different work, it, it does overlap some, and so there could be an opportunity to to come and invest in police officers that would actually feed the heart. Of a a church minister, uh, I think it, I think it would would make a real difference, and I, I really wish that if I had my career to do over again, I would have gotten involved in chaplaincy much earlier, For sure. because because I. I have learned to dearly love police officers. Yeah. And I really feel like I, I connect well. And they, they connect well with me. They, sure. It, what they say and the kind of things that frustrate them and the, the kind of things they deal with in trying to help people who sometimes can't be helped. Man, that speaks to me. Yeah. I mean, it really, it really connects. And so, so yeah, I hope people, I hope chaplains and potential chaplains hear
1: that. Yeah, yeah. And, and I guess I'll just add to that to say, yeah, if you're out there kicking the tires of it. Um, man, a a ride along is a, a sweet way to get that front row seat Yeah, Uh, yeah. puns totally intended, but, (laughs) uh, I appreciate your words there. Yeah. There's, uh, not too many people like us. Um, and yet, you know, I feel like in, in many ways, my job's a lot more flexible than theirs though. (laughs) Um, you know, I am thankful that, you know, I'm, I'm on call 24 seven, but, uh, but I, I can have an afternoon to go to my kid's soccer practice, right, or uh, right. you know, make sure that I just schedule my work. And hey, generally, people shoot at us a lot less. Yeah, than, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> course, I carry a lot less than, than the officer, too. So <laughs> If I start getting yeah. shot at a lot, yeah. maybe I'll, I'll get my... We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, find you,
0: we'll find you a Bulletproof Festival. That's somewhere. right. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> that's um,
0: awesome. That's awesome. Well, thank you, Jeremiah. I appreciate you coming and talking to me about this. I really look forward to um, how this progresses for you yeah. and uh, the experiences you'll gain and maybe some of the training uh, that you might be able to to get into. And so, I, I'm, I'm eager to have you back and, and uh, we'll talk More about this journey,
1: absolutely. And Jared, I think that if, as you have more experience and when you're knowledgeable of when that training and stuff is, to uh, loop in guys at small departments and uh, small communities like myself, uh, I'd be happy to to get any of those nuggets. But no, and and I guess with that, thank you for your passion that you put behind this because you really show with your heart you care about the blue and um, fellow servants, uh, and just appreciate your heart.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for coming in today. Absolutely. When I do ride-alongs with an officer, we spend eight hours together responding to various kinds of crises or maybe being bored out of our minds together for a few hours. But either way, we now have a shared experience. I often feel a bond to that officer that might last for a really long time, and it's a deeper kind of familiarity than just hanging out because we shared the same stress and the same risks, even if it was just for a short time. Chaplains, don't miss this opportunity to connect with your officers by doing ride-alongs. Jeremiah mentioned my list of tips that I sent him, which I'll include in the show notes, and I desperately wanted to edit them more and add to them, but I'll leave them mostly as is, just as kind of a quick guide to ride-alongs for chaplains. If I could add one more note though, it would be to have the right attitude. As a chaplain, you are not a law enforcement officer. It's not your job to catch bad guys, solve crimes, or otherwise get in the way. You're there as a support. So be curious, be humble, and be understanding. You'll have plenty of opportunity to show God's compassion to both the officer and the citizens you encounter. I know a lot of you have been listening to this show for a long time now, and I would ask that if you would, just take a few seconds, go to Apple, Spotify, Podchaser, or Good Pods, and leave a five-star review and a few kind words. It'll help the algorithms put this podcast in front of more cops and their loved ones. And if you liked what you heard here, please share this episode with a cop or someone who loves a cop the views expressed here are the personal views of the hosts and our guests and do not necessarily represent the views of any law enforcement agency or its components. Thank you for listening today and as always pray for peace in our city.